Once upon a time. Boring. It was the best of times. It was the worst. You got that right. What's your problem? We want new stories. Hi, it's Frankie. And Garrett. And we host the ever-trending story, a weekly podcast where we bring to life a fictional story created by our own minds and some of the hottest, craziest trends from the internet. Find us wherever you download podcasts and be sure to join the fun on social media at EverTrendingPod. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach, do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, the Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have you. Hello and welcome to a long-ass delayed episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And uh, I just want to say, first off, thank you guys for bearing with us over the past month as we, uh, you know, honestly took probably some much-needed time off. Um, as you guys know, that that followed the Twitter feed, uh Trisha and I lost a, a friend of ours um, very, very suddenly. Um, on here, we referred to her as third party um, in the real world, uh, Nikki Van Trump, who is a former co-worker of ours uh, and, and Trisha's roommate, um, passed away at a, at a very young age, 25. Yeah. Um, we're not going to get into the details um, because we, we honestly, we don't know all the details right now. I was going to say, we don't have details to get into. Yeah, so... so and it's it's not our place to get into that. Um, I, I did, I but I do want to thank you guys. We we put out uh, um, a a fundraiser thing, not a Kickstarter, GoFundMe. That's what it was. Um, trying to raise uh, money for her funeral costs, and I don't know if they ever met their full goal, uh, but they got pretty close. And I know that uh, every every penny helped. Um, so thank you guys that that did donate. Um, yeah, so um, so obviously that happened. We took a couple weeks off for that. And then it turned into, well, we're just going to keep taking a little more time off because manager meetings and baby stuff and wife's going back to work. Schedule's well, not lining up right. Schedule's not lining up right. So hopefully, uh, you know what? I'm just going to say it right now. We, we will, I think we're going to reach the point where we're doing this show at least once a month. Um, <laughs> I hate to put anything out there and just say that. Um, what I am going to try and do though, um, because I had been talking to before, before Nikki's passing, 
um, and all this other stuff. I had been talking to the Midwest Meltdown guys about doing an episode uh, just to talk about Uncharted um, and kind of get spoiler in depth of that. We, I might talk to them about doing a Sonic the Hedgehog 2 thing. So it might just be me doing a few episodes. Um, but I just want to throw that out there. You might be seeing some different content from us just because of how schedules are lining up right now. Our boss is out of town, so it's... It's making yeah. things a lot harder for us just to do a show. Yeah, and he's been out of town for a couple of weeks, and we still have a couple of weeks before he comes back. So we're, right. we're kind of running a man down right now. So yeah, so, all, all of our schedules are a little wonky. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it, it just it kind of is what it is. Uh, but again, thank you guys for bearing with us. Um, hopefully, we can get back to our regularly scheduled content. Trisha, I just realized that we took the entire month of March off, and that was our three-year anniversary of doing the show. Which means we did not do another Ninja Turtles episode with Lucy. Um, we're gonna have to get that sorted out because there's still there's still Ninja Turtle content to do with her, like plenty of it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we didn't even really get to celebrate our three year anniversary. None of that. But that's all right. We will get it sorted. What do you think? A little bit. Being joined by my daughter again today. So uh, we're recording on a Wednesday. I am I am now off on Wednesday so that way I can be home with, with my kid uh, while the wife is back to work. So uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully I will now be on a regular schedule to record stuff. So, but we will see what happens. So yeah, in that light, in that right. So if you hear her cooing and, and awing and all that, just know she's here. So Anyway, that all being said, March was definitely different. Um, of course, we had the Batman come out. Uh, we're going to review that later on in the show. We also had Studio 666 come out. We're going to review that as well. Um, I don't have time to watch movies anymore, Trisha. I really don't. Like we, we have to like force it in there whenever we get the chance. So we're now being very selective about what we're watching. Um, so now, like I said, we're recording this. Today is what, the 6th? Yeah, we're recording yes. on the 6th. Yes. Um, Morbius just came out last Friday. We will not be reviewing it because no. I don't have 90 minutes to dedicate to something that I know is just going to be absolute trash. Uh, so yeah. if you thought and you want to tell us how good or bad it was, let's be real, it wasn't good. Um, but if you enjoyed it or you absolutely hated it, please sound off on our Twitter feed. Let us know because... If I ever do wind up watching it, there's a guaranteed chance let's, I'm going to be on it. Let's put it this way. I I have worked in, in exhibition for 15 years now, almost. will be next month. I've never heard of an entire theater telling a floor crew member that the movie was trash. Yeah. And that happened. Yeah. That happened opening night, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, opening day? I think so. Yeah. An entire theater leaving morbius told one of our floor crew members that the, the movie was just trash yeah yeah and we're not talking like just a handful of people there's at least what 40 50 people in that showing <laughs> roughly so yeah probably because friday night was the only night that there was decent numbers in there yeah it fell up um batman and its fourth weekend and lost city in its second weekend both outsold morbius and it's opening weekend at our location. At our, our location, location. I, yeah. That. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody's gonna go. I'm not talking box office numbers. I'm I'm talking our location specifically. Yes. Now you throw in we had really nice weather this weekend, and this time of year when spring first starts to hit, our our numbers drop like crazy anyway because right. people spend time outside. But 
there's more people going to see weeks old movies than there were a brand new movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was supposed to be this big movie. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think I told you, uh, and I know I said it on, on the internet a while back when it came to the Morbius delays, uh, if you ask me the reason that they kept pushing it back and pushing it back, obviously you had COVID that factored into it. Um, there was no reason this movie couldn't have gone ahead and come out in January. Like they'd originally planned to, um, other than the fact that Spider-Man was still doing so well. Um, I would just like to say we are just now losing Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, as of the time we're recording this, our theater is still showing Spider-Man through tomorrow. Yes. So, um, yeah. Four months that movie was out. Right. Now, Sony will tell you that the reason they didn't go ahead and drop Morbius in January is because Spider-Man was doing so well, so they wanted to give it plenty of time to breathe, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, would sure. It made a difference. It would not have made a difference because uh, now you're competing against a Batman movie that's been in theaters for a month. You've got Sonic the Hedgehog coming this week. You've got Fantastic Beasts 3 coming next week. And you only made $40 million off your movie. Like uh, We, on Monday night, on, you know, super slow Monday, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, basketball championship was on that night. Our biggest theater for the last round was Spider-Man with eight people. Yeah. A movie that has been out for four months. Yeah. Meanwhile, I think I think all of our, one of our Morbius showings the in the motion theater didn't have anybody. Yeah. And then I think the grand the one in our in our uh, premium large format theater I think had like four people, two people, and the other one I think had like six, maybe. Right. Like that was it. Yeah. But there was eight people in Spider-Man. Right. And then, and granted, yes, that was on National Championship Monday. And of course, Kansas was playing. We're yeah, in yeah. Metro. That definitely factored into it. But like, but we're also on the Missouri side. So while there is KU fans, it's not as dense of no. KU fans as there would be on the other side of the state line. No, but so I'm not negating the fact that KU no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying there are anything pl- emphasizing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And I'm just saying that there are plenty of Kansas fans on this side of the state line, though. I, I know because I see them. They annoy the shit out of me everywhere I go, and I don't want to talk about basketball anymore. So let's just move on. So, um, hey, but yeah. my cats, my cats did well in their tournament. Thank you very much. Shush, just, just shush. <laughs> Moving on. It's baseball season. Royals start tomorrow. Let's get excited sure. about that. Anyway, <laughs> so um, with, of course, spring rolling around and, of course, now we've decided COVID's completely over and we're just going to live with it. Um, the people are the getting Missouri back in the state of Kansas have decided that. Right. So, uh, yeah, so people are now getting out and about and uh, apparently everybody forgot how to fucking act while they were in isolation um let's let's talk about it you know we've got customer stories we wouldn't be my drunk movie theater without customer stories so trisha i feel like you do you have one on deck that you want to lead off with uh yeah i got a couple to choose from i'm trying to decide which one i want to start with okay let's just start with a stupid one okay we've we've complained a lot about trying to get people out of the building at the end of the night yes they, they want to hang out um especially it got really bad with batman being out because everyone wanted to talk about it 
but there was one night we were closing. I thought everyone was out. So mm-hmm. I don't remember who I was closing with. I think it was, I think it was Megan. She'd gone to work to walk one side of the theater. I was headed to the other. And as I was crossing the lobby, I see uh, a couple walk out of um, our last show, which was our, our premium large format theater. So I'm like, okay, hang out for a few extra minutes, wait for them to leave. Cause I saw one of them go in the bathroom. So I'm just kind of leaning against the side of the stand and I see two couples and one of them wants to take a picture. I'm like, okay, but whatever. They, they, she has to take like four or five because, you know, she keeps making them redo it, whatever. One of the couples leaves. I'm like, okay, we're done. Nope. Dude goes in the bathroom. Like you, you, you couldn't have gone to the bathroom while, while your girlfriend was in the bathroom. Okay. So then he comes back out and suddenly she's putting her bag back down and they're taking selfies. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, okay, take, take your selfie, leave. No, she keeps retaking it and fixing her hair and then changing her pose. And it got to the point where I legit yelled out, can you take your selfie someplace else? We're trying to close down the building. And the dude looked mortified and the girl was just like, oh yeah, sorry. I'm trying to go home. I'm not going to sit here while you have an entire photo shoot. Go somewhere else. Yeah. And I was just like, I've, I've never had to sell someone to stop, stop taking selfies so I can go home. Yeah. I, uh, so, so along those lines, it wasn't selfies. This, this was a little more slightly understandable, but still annoying. Um, uh, so yeah, so this is probably like, I think it's that first week Batman was out. So what's the matter? Oh, need your banky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So that first week Batman was out, of course, I'm closing the theater. And of course I go walk and our last one letting out is our, our premium large format theater. So I go through and of course the credits are rolling and everybody's waiting to see if there's anything after the credits because Marvel has us all trained like Pavlov's dog. We just wait, you know, so whatever. And so I think the theater's clear. Move The, the film's done rolling. I've already checked the, the front doors on one side or checked all the other auditoriums. This is my last theater. I got to check. I walk in and there's a group of like five or six people that are just sitting there having a conversation. Like one dude, like sitting on the railing there on that upper section, just facing everybody else. And they're just talking about the movie. And I, I have no problem using my kid as an excuse for anything. Like, sorry, can't do it. Kid, (laughs) kids involved. Like got to go take care of that. Like, seriously, like, uh, as John Mulaney once said, canceling plans is like heroin. (laughs) I've got the kid to actually use as an excuse. Oh man. So I just walk in and of course they're sitting there just chatting and they're completely oblivious to me. And I just, without, they always are. Yeah. And I just go, Hey guys, I, I understand there's a lot to decompress on this movie and I'd love to sit and talk with you all about it too, but I got a kid to go home and see. So I need y'all to clear out. <laughs> and I'm like, see, Oh yeah. I'm usually just like, Hey guys, we're closing up. I need you to head out. Yeah, no, I have no problem. Like, cause, cause if I say, if I say, Hey, I need you guys to clear. Oh yeah. Sorry. Okay. But if I say I need to go home to my child, they go, Oh, I got, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, let, let's get out of here. <laughs> like there's a sense of urgency again, no problem using my kids as an excuse at this point. Like we'll definitely do. So anyways, of course, like I go outside and, you know, wait for them outside the auditorium and first dude that was sitting on the railing just comes out and he goes i'm so sorry i'm like no it's cool like i said i i know there's a lot you want to talk about i'd love to actually sit and talk with you all about it too but like 
I said, he goes, I get it, man. You want to call your kid? I'm like, yeah, like that's exactly it. Not that I'm going to sleep when I get home. I'm just, you know, I'm going to sit there, try to read and then have to feed my child in the middle of the night. So it is what it is, but I got us out of there a little faster just because, you know, these dingleberries yeah. didn't, didn't want to take their conversation outside, which brings me to my one big rule. And I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show or not, guys, if you're going to see a big movie where nobody wants spoilers, nobody, and, and that includes the staff, because remember, we don't get to watch everything and we are very selective about what we do watch. If you want to talk about your, your movie after it's over wait until you get outside the yes. building yes. preferably once you're in your car talk about it there talk about it away from the because a lot of people want to do this as they're leaving during the day when we have other shows going on mm-hmm. and it is rude as all hell to sit there and discuss spoilers for a movie that just came out as people as are coming in trying to watch and, it yeah and people trying to come in so yeah Knock that shit off. That's all. So, anyway. So, so yeah. So, from those discourteous uh, selfie takers, we're going to have to move over to the discourteous uh, uh, people that just can't handle waiting in line. This one happened just the other day. And you know exactly where I'm going to go with this. Yep. Um, so, we have, so it's called, the program's called Usher Point. And basically it allows a, an iPhone or whatever to scan scan your QR code for your tickets whenever you order. Our theater does this. Um, any any theater chain or um, uh, like Fandango, anything like that, that offers the QR code in lieu of actual physical tickets, that's, that's what they scan to get you in. And it does move the line along faster as long as it's working. Ours hasn't worked in almost two years. And we've been trying to get it fixed and can't it gets fixed it. and it's, it works for like maybe a day and then it goes down again. Yeah. So, and, and because they're just iPods, our IT department can't just remote in to fix them. They actually have to send someone out. So when they're down, they're down for a while. Yeah. Especially, you know, like right now we have, uh, like, like we said, our boss is out of town opening a new theater. So you better believe that a good chunk of our IT department right now is focused on getting that theater up and running. Yep. So that means we have to wait a little longer for things that aren't, you know, direly needed to keep our building running. Now, if our POS system goes down, you better believe they're going to be on a fast to get it fixed, but something yeah. like Usher Point, we can, we can function without it. Right. So it's going to be like, and we'll, we'll get to it as soon as we can. Well, and we can especially function without it when our, our, ticket taker our only ticket taker at this point that works on the weekend um is uh uh trisha what's the word i'm looking for special needs yes probably the best word for it i was trying to find the nicest way to say it so um you know it's not not his fault just trying to just trying to be politically correct i guess oh so. i also don't know medical diagnoses and if i did know them i wouldn't share them so also true so special needs yes so um and so he doesn't quite have the best grasp on Usher Point. He can use it, but he has a hard time just using yeah. the, the camera feature to scan the QR ticket. He tries to punch ticket numbers in, yeah, which also slows things down. Anyway, so because of that, if you come in on the weekend, you need to stop off at the box office, get your, your tickets printed off, and then you can go through, he'll tear them, and then you can go about your business. Well, we've also had a rash of kids and and 
employees that have either been sick and or calling off for whatever reason, et cetera, et cetera. And that's really fucking frustrating, but it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> so we only had one employee in box office on Saturday, which we agreed we would go up there and help him out whenever he needed. Mm-hmm. Which, which I did a couple times. Yes. And in this instance, you headed straight up there as soon as you saw the line. And while you're in line there, I see one dude who is sitting there futzing with his phone and looking around and like arms up in the air, like seriously, like whatever. This guy hops out of line, comes over to the edge of the box office to where he can get within vocal distance of me. And instead of just coming up and just saying, hey, you know, what can I, you know, is there what's going on? Like, why, why can't we just get scanned in, blah, 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 has to yell, is there any reason that, you know, we can't get scanned in? Like, what's the point in play, paying the convenience fee if we have to wait in line? Well, sir, let me tell you, and I'm going to tell all of you guys, when you go and buy your tickets online, be it for a movie theater, a concert, uh, a football stadium, wherever, you'll notice that they charge service fees, right? Those service fees don't always go to, and when I say always, they don't go to us. They for sure don't go to us. They go, no. to, they go to the credit card company that, char- use, that we use to run those, those mm-hmm. transactions to take care do, of the fees. Do transactions money. through a website cost money? Yes. I mean, to run a credit card in general, it costs money. I mean, every time you swipe a card at a, at a business, we have to pay a fee for that. Yes. To pay online is, from my understanding, more expensive than just simply swiping it in building. That is correct. So, yeah. So this guy is wondering, why am I paying a convenience fee if it's not convenient for me to, to actually just walk on through? Which I'm telling him. You're not paying for the convenience of skipping the line. You're paying for the convenience of having your seat reserved when you arrive and not having to worry about getting stuck with crappy seats. Yes. Period. Now, I bring him up because I'm also fairly certain he emailed a couple weeks ago to bitch about it to to corporate who we have informed, yes, we have this issue with our usher point system. It needs to be fixed. Which when I got up to the box office to help out you know to help clear the line which both times i did it was pretty quick because it was mostly people who just needed scanned in and the vast majority of people were nice about it they understood because usually when i mean the 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 guy we had up there is very good Mm -hmm. long-time employee knows what he's doing the problem is every now and then you get that one customer that is slow for whatever reason they're indecisive they they i think at one point there was a kind of a, a sweet little old lady that was confused on which card she was supposed to use for some reason. I don't know. And she even acknowledged she was back up the line and apologized. And like, it just, it happens. So I get up there and I'm, I'm scanning people through to get them, get them in and get the line cleared. I end up with this dude and his girlfriend, wife, whatever. And he immediately starts bitching at me about the same thing. And I said, sir, you're the, the convenience fee you buy online. What, just like he said, you buy online to reserve your seat. Because if I remember correctly, the movie he was going to was like 70% sold and all was left was individual seats and front row seats. So if he would have shown up to just buy his ticket there, he, he would have gotten shitty seats. And he was like, well, every other theater I go to in your chain, they, they can just uh, scan it. And I was like, I understand. However, our scanners are down. So this is how we have to do it. And as they walk off, his, his girlfriend, wife, whatever goes... Well, AMC is looking pretty good right now. Then fucking go to AMC. Congratulations, go to AMC. Yeah. Because if this is how you're going to act, 
I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. My paycheck is the same, whether you go here or to another location. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. And that's, that's what kills me about the people that threaten to go elsewhere with their business. It's like, you're not scaring me. I don't give two shits. You can go to our distinguished competition. You can go where you can go to the fucking little porno theater down the street. I don't give a fuck. Like, just get the fuck away from me. Like, I don't care. Leave me alone. It's not my fault. I am dealing with this the best I can. You have two options in, in my in my mind. You can either be nice and suck it up and deal with it, or you can fucking leave. I don't care which one you do. More importantly, you can not show up at the time your movie's supposed to start and then get mad that you can't go straight in. Yeah, no. That's, that's... not how this works. In fact, I know for a fact, because people have asked me about it, when you buy tickets on our website, it recommends that you arrive 30 minutes before your showtime. Right. So that you can get, get through any sort of line you need to get your concessions, go to the bathroom, get settled, yeah. do whatever you want. So if you show up at showtime and then get mad that you're stuck in a line, that's not my fault. Right. That's poor planning on your part. That's your yeah. fault. Well, and, and that's the other thing is like, he's mad about being stuck in a line. Well, what happens if we do have you know, our, our usher point system working and the, and then the ticket takers doing everything. And then all of a sudden that falls apart in the middle of it, or for some reason, it's not picking up the QR code he's working on, or, you know, he's punching the numbers in and they don't go through because it's from a different location. Like, what do you do then? Are you going to complain about that too? Like you were, we're doing what you asked. Obviously that's, that's not the problem. Problem is, is, you're just an impatient fuckhead who needs to just pull because the stick out of his ass and deal. When Usher Point has been working, it's not unusual when when this ticket taker is working to for him to end up with a small line. Yeah. Because it takes him a bit to get that scanned in. Right. And to get you the information you need. So if you'd be either stuck in a line at box office or you'd be stuck in a line at the ticket taker. Now, if you're stuck in the line at the ticket taker, are you going to scream at us again? Yeah. Because I tell you what, you make our, t- our special needs ticket ticker cry, which has happened before, you will not be staying. And you, you will, will not be, be getting a refund either. You will be gone. Yeah. End of story. Because I've said it before and I will continue to say it. There is a special place in hell for people who make special needs employees cry. Exactly. They make any employee cry, really, but especially special needs employees. Yeah. And it's and that's happened at least twice in the last couple months. Yes. With this with this employee. This, this poor guy has unfortunately half the time we don't realize it's happened until the customer's already gone because he tries to hold it together. But there's times that cause he he will wander in circles sometimes because he 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 doesn't like to stand still, whatever. Yeah. But there's times that we see him wandering around and we can see he's upset. Mm-hmm. And there's been times that we haven't found out what happened until they were long gone. And he's literally had to go in the back and sit down and compose himself because he's so upset because someone has said something awful to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's not okay. There's no reason for that. No, there's not. Just be nice. Just be nice. If you, if you're mad about being stuck in the line, show up earlier or show up a little later. Who knows? I mean, it might, you might not have to deal with the line if you just wait two minutes or just shut the fuck up and be patient. I don't care which or leave, go elsewhere. You're not scaring me by threatening to go elsewhere. You're really not. Like at that point, I've got plenty of other customers who aren't assholes and who are understanding. 
that if I lose two that decide, oh, we'll go to AMC is looking better all the time. Just fucking go. Not going to break my heart. Well, I, again, I own stock at AMC. By all means, <laughs> go, go. You're making me money one way or the other. I don't care which way you do it. But don't sit there and act an ass. Speaking of acting an ass about not getting your way in a timely fashion, had a customer a couple weeks ago, and I posted about this one on our Twitter feed when, we, uh, when I finally resurrected it back from the grave, uh, for lack of better wording. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm down at one end of our concession stand, and, of course, this lady is down at the other. They had, she had ordered some food, and she ordered food as we were closing up the kitchen. So, of course, my kitchen guys had already pulled the, the ketchup and mustard, um, and then the, the little extra condiments, so like pickles, onions, that sort of thing. Had already pulled that stuff, getting ready to close it down, just trying to get a head start on things so that way they could focus on the kitchen. So she's standing there and she goes, of course, he brings the food out to her or is getting ready to bring food out to her. And so she asked one of the other employees, she goes, you know, does, do we get pickles or onions with any of this? And uh, of course they brought the food out. There's no pickles or onions with it. And so she, goes, she asked about that. And so she's told, yeah, they've already put away for the night, but give us just a minute. We'll, we'll run and grab that for you. Well, like 30 seconds have gone by. And she demands of somebody else, um, can I, she goes, do I need to just go back there and get the pickles myself? Like I paid $40 for these burgers. Like, you know, there's, there's no reason that we should walk back in that kitchen. You will be walking out the front door. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I overheard. You can go eat your food in the parking lot and miss your movie because that is not okay. No. No, and that has happened before, and we've had to put an employees only sign on it because people are too stupid to yeah. realize they're not supposed to be back there. Yeah, yeah, no, because I'd have looked at her. It, like I said, I only overheard it, and as I came around the corner, I went back to the kitchen to see see what the holdup was on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, by that point, they'd already gotten it to her. My only thought process was: is had I been over there and she'd said it to me, I'd have said, "Ma'am, you sure can, but I'm not going to give you a lick of fucking help to go find any of it." So have fun. Like, seriously, your lack of patience. You waited 30 seconds. You ordered at the end of the night when everything's being put away and you were told everything has been put away. Like, we're actually doing you a favor at this point, going to get you stuff that we've already sealed up for the night. Yeah. You can wait. I don't want to miss any of my movie. Again, get here earlier. Order your shit earlier. You won't miss anything. Sorry. That simple. Sorry. So, and then people that want to complain that their food takes too long to cook. I'm like, well, do you want it raw? Like, that's your option. That's the alternative. Do you want It's always the burgers people are upset about. Like, I I realize that, you know, McDonald's can get you a burger in a couple minutes, but is that really what you want? Right. Because that's not the prices we're charging you. So I'm sorry, but burgers take 10 to 12 minutes. Right. That's just how it is. Yeah. So. We're not fast food. So yeah, so I had that one. Um, sorry, I dropped my phone. If you want to go ahead and go to your other story. Um, so at the end of the night, we, we so half an hour after the last movie starts, we lock the doors, everything's shut down. We pull all the drawers, we count it, make the deposit for the night, shut down our POS system. And then after that, 
um, the, um, the managers, we have to just basically sit and wait for movies to drop to clear the building and shut down. Now, when this happens, our frontliners are still cleaning up the stand. Um, they save some popcorn for refills, but other than that, we're done. And then once they're done cleaning, we shut the lights off and there's a sign. Um, we put a sign at the bar that says the bar is closed, but other than that, we don't have one for the concession stand, And but we, we turn the lights off. So, and most people, you will see people come out of a theater, kind of look at it. Maybe they'll ask us because we're sitting there and most of them are like, oh, okay, no big deal. And we'll go back. Well, one night we're sitting there again, all the lights are off. There's some popcorn sitting in bags in the popper ready for refills if someone comes out wanting one. But other than that, everything's shut down, everything's dark. Woman comes out, she kind of, people walk too quietly sometimes because we look up and there's suddenly a lady standing at the bar. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, what, what, can I help you with something? She goes, yeah, can I get a drink? She is standing directly in front of the sign that says the bar is closed. So I was like, I'm sorry, it's, it's closed. She was like, oh. Well, okay. She walks away. I'm like, okay, people are dumb, whatever. Five minutes, she reappears. And this time she she's standing in front of one of the concession registers. And I was like, can I help you? She's like, yeah, I, I wanted to get some candy. I said, we're, we're closed. She goes, oh, this is closed too? Said, yeah, like I said, it's closed. She goes, well, you said the bar was closed. The lights are off. There is no loose popcorn in the popper. We are sitting at the bar watching TV and reading. I don't, how are people so dumb? How? And then she stomped off all mad. I, I said it's closed. I meant everything's closed. I thought that was obvious. I don't, I don't understand people. Well, that's all right, because I don't, I don't understand teenagers anymore. And you know exactly where this was. So this is my last story for this week before we get into our other bit. Um, <laughs> what was this, about two weeks ago that this happened? So uh, it was, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was while we had the Batman in yep. one of the bigger theaters. I think uh, it was two, two, two and a half weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. Well, anyway, so <laughs> I can't get through it without laughing. This is how funny it is. So we've got we've got the Batman playing in in the theater directly next to the bar, and show had already been going on. I don't think it'd been playing for what maybe an hour or so. Anyway, well, this fella comes out and flags down one of the floor people that he'd been talking to earlier that was hanging out in the concession stand. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. Here, let's get you a bank again. She's been dozing off, so I think the conversation's boring her. But <laughs> anyway, so this guy comes out, he flags down one of the one of the floor crew and says, Yeah, there's there's a couple teenagers going at it next to me. Like, can somebody do something about it? And so my first thought is arguing. Yeah, and that's an argument. Like, or they're just just chattering away like fucking chipmunks. Yeah. Like, either way, they're being generally obnoxious. Yeah. Well, so as we're sitting there because getting... Because he's like, I don't want to make a scene. I don't want to make a yeah. big deal about it. But my family wants to leave because of it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, they're, they're having an argument. They're, they're talking, something like that. Yeah. So so another fella had come out that stood next to him and said, are you talking about that thing? And, and he goes, yeah. 
And so the rest of the family, or this other guy's family came out and they said, we're just, we're just going to leave. And I go, okay, well, we're, we're getting ready to send somebody in there. And, and they go, are they, we just go, are they arguing, fighting? Like, and the mom just goes, no, they're giving each other blowjobs. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> now, we've talked about how we catch people in theaters from time to time. And every time that we do, it's always when there are multiple people in the theater. Now, this dude was sitting right next to them in the seat next to them. Yeah. Like, seriously. Now, and that's the thing is like that happened many, many moons ago during Transformers 2 when we had it in our uh, what is now our children's theater. Um, and again, that was a packed theater and same thing was happening, but those, those people were adults. Like that was what made that even more gross. I mean, it's all gross, but, uh, yeah. So of course we have an off duty officer there doing security that night. And I just go, you know what? I'm not in the mood to deal with this. So I call out the officer's name, which is, uh, I don't want to drop his name, but it definitely, uh, is the, uh, from the name of a TV show, popular Nickelodeon cartoon from the 90s. And I yell out, hey, bring him over. Explain to him what's going on. So he goes in with the bartender on duty. And uh, they go, and they're watching. I'm going, yeah, they're, they're up in the very top row in these seats is what I've been told. So I watch them walk over and walk up the stairs. And I'm going, oh, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, this is going to be so good. And then the flashlight came on and I had to step out because I was going to lose it in this full theater. I was standing in the bar and I look up in time to see everybody walk out. And the first thing I notice is that little red light in the front of the officer's uh, shirt made me realize he turned on his body camera. Yep. So... Of course, they come out and they're teenagers and they're all of like five foot nothing, you know, and we're just sitting there going, oh boy. And it's, it's a boy and a girl. So I'm sitting there going, oh. They looked so embarrassed. Oh, they were mortified. Uh, According to the bartender. Didn't even fight back. We're just like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, we're gone. According to the bartender, uh, they were apparently in tears. Like they were, oh, I'm going, that. oh yeah, I, that's what I told me after that. I'm like, well, one of, one of our floor crew members said that, uh, the guy that came and told us that initially talked to the floor yeah, and they were like, uh, go tell the manager. But he said that he went ahead and went in and they were already sitting up by the time he got up there and said something to him. And so I'm sure by the time you guys and the cop walked in, they were just like, okay, yep, here we go. We're in trouble now. Like they knew it was coming. So anyway, so of course they get, and and I I have to give them, I have to give them credit. Bartender asked them like, you know, we got reports of you guys doing some stuff in there. Is that true? And they copped to it. They said, yes, we did. All right. Well, I'm going to have to ask y'all to leave. So they left there, but somebody's parent came and got them. And that's when I saw the cop go outside to to watch and make sure that they left. And I think he flagged down a parent to let them know what was going on. And I just went, oh, oh, my heart. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I've busted people having any kind of relations in a theater. It was kind of fun. It took me back. It took me way back. Oh, so listen. 
I get it. It's a dark theater. Hormones are raging. Teenagers, this one's for you. Parents, you can turn this one off. Teenagers, if you're going to do that sort of thing in a movie theater, all right, here's here's a little pro tip. One, don't. But two, if you're going, (laughs) do it on like a Tuesday night in a theater where there's nobody else around you, preferably. Like, at the very least, make sure there are a couple rows in front of you and not right next to you. And no families around. Jesus Christ. Like, that's the thing. If I go in there and I, my kid's with me and I see that shit, I'm not getting the cop. I'm just going to go put your dick away and get the fuck out. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> wow. Anyway. Well, all right. So, like I said, we haven't watched. Uh, you didn't have any other stories, right? No. Yeah. Well, like I said, we haven't watched a whole lot of movies over the last month or so. And that trend's probably going to continue at least up until Doctor Strange comes out. So, but we did watch The Batman, starring one Robert Pattinson, um, also starring Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selena Kyle slash Catwoman. You've got, um, oh my God, why can I not? Andy Serkis as Alfred. You've got Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Paul Dano as uh, the seven version of Riddler. yeah, so uh, it's a bulky runtime, about three hours um, after previews and all that. Very, very different take on The Dark Knight than what we've seen before. Would you agree? Yes. So, uh, what's the matter? Oh, I know. You you fell, You were asleep and then woke up during the movie. Um, so we watched it. It is very much not your your mom and dad's Batman. Hell, it's not even my Batman at this point. Like, um, it is uh, very much a film noir with a bit uh, with just a bit of costume heroics drizzled in. Um, you honestly could have taken the bat suit out of the equation and probably made the same movie, and it would have been just just as decent. So. Um, I did find it a bit long. Uh, we talked about this quite a bit. There's uh, there's some stuff at the end that really could have been trimmed. It would have saved at least five minutes right there. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the whole plot is basically Batman is doing an investigation of uh, political higher ups that are being bumped off for one reason or another, and of course it all winds up tying back to to the Wayne family, which that's not really a spoiler. It's in the trailers, so. Um, we are probably going to go ahead and get into spoilers on this because the movie is a month old. What do you think? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, shut this off now. Come back later after you've seen the Batman. So we sat through it. And like I said, it was, it was good. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, very well made, just a bit long. Um, Colin Farrell as the penguin definitely understood his assignment and uh, I think steals the movie. Um, there are some changes that they made that I was not so keen on, um, such as you have Carmine Falcone or Falcone as they pronounce it in this film. Uh, real quick sidebar we got it, we've DC, we, Warner Brothers, we've got to figure yeah. out these pronunciations, like seriously. I've heard Falcone. I've felt Falcone. I've heard. I've heard Raz Al Ghul. I've heard Ra's Al Ghul. Figure your shit out, okay? And then let's let's all agree on the consensus because I'm gonna pronounce it Falcone because that sounds a little more Italiany to me, and I'm gonna pronounce it Raz Al Ghul because that's the way it was pronounced when I was a kid. So, anyway, 
but they make they make Carmine Falcone the uh, illegitimate father of Selena Kyle, Catwoman, in this movie, um, which is a weird choice to me. Um, I don't think the character needed any more motivation for any kind of revenge against him other than her mom being killed off or even uh, her roommate being murdered by the guy. Because uh, that's a big plot point in there. She's she's trying to figure out where her her friend slash roommate is, um, and all all roads point to her father. And it just it it's it's a little off putting, um, just because I think the character is strong enough and standalone-ish enough that you don't need to have her tied down to any other male character other than Batman, and that's it. That was my biggest complaint. Paul Dano I thought was really good as the Riddler. Um, very unhinged uh yeah and then i we have to talk about robert pattinson as the bat himself um didn't get to see a whole lot of him as bruce wayne uh and i wanted to see more of that but as batman yeah he nails the brooding and the email this is this is the my chemical romance batman is what i'm calling it (laughs) um you know with the smoky eyeshadow all smeared on and uh, you know, that's the only thing that was missing from the soundtrack. So instead we get Nirvana, which is fine. I don't mind Nirvana, but I'm really sick and tired of hearing something in the way. So <laughs> Trisha, what did you think overall? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, but you know me, I'm not like a, a huge DC person. Sure. I enjoy them. I don't get worked up over them. Yeah. <clears throat> I enjoyed watching it. I agree with everything you said. Okay. That's fair. Um, I do. So this does lead me to another story. So I did have, uh, we had a couple of customers the other night, uh, teenage women, girls that had gone to the movie. They came out at one point as we were closing down, I'm waiting to take the last drawer because they're busy bullshitting and uh, with one of our frontliners about the movie as it's going on and complaining about how serious it is to the point of feeling like an SNL sketch. And those were the exact words used. Um, you know, uh, and then and it's going on, making fun of, of Robert Pattinson's Batman voice, which I'm sitting there going, is honestly no worse than Christian Bale's, um, especially considering this is supposed to be year two Batman. So, uh, you know, the criticisms that they made, I, I'm not going to say that they're not valid, but I am sitting there going, look, it's the... If you want your Batman to be geared more towards kids and family or to be a lot less serious, you have plenty of options for that. Yes. If you want your Batman dark and serious and brooding and moody, you've got plenty of options for that. Um, that is that is where we are gearing towards, which is a much more um, in line with the comic book iteration of the character. Um this one is exceptionally dark and brooding. And I don't think we're going to go, go in the opposite direction with Batman anytime soon. I'd, I'd like to see it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe with Michael Keaton coming back as Batman and the flash and Batgirl, uh, maybe we'll get a little bit of that, but like the Batman I've always known has not exactly been sunshine and bunny rabbits by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, yeah. So if your biggest complaint about this movie is that it's too serious Okay, I don't know what to tell you because it's yeah. it's meant to be, it's meant to be a straight up film noir detective story. Like I said, with just a little bit of that Batman dressing on it. That's yeah. it. So, like I said, you got plenty of other options if this isn't the one you liked. Yeah. So, um, but to sit there and compare it to an SNL sketch, I'm going. I 
guys, maybe you should have gone see Morbius or literally anything else at this point that might compare because this this one ain't it. Um, I did have a few people that have come out and said, oh, it was boring. It was terrible. It was, you know what? I get that. There's not there's action in the movie, but it's not like just set piece after set piece. Mm-hmm. This, it's very much a, we've got detective work to do. We've got a lot of exposition. Boom. Set piece. More yeah. exposition, more detective work. Which I enjoy more than just the nonstop action sequence, action sequence, action sequence. Right. That car chase, though. That the car chase, chase sequence was fantastic. Uh, when you get Edgar Wright on your side for a car chase in a movie and calls it one of the best he's ever seen, you're doing something right. Uh, and that man made a whole movie with a car chase. Like, yeah. uh, and has made several, and they've all been good. And so he would know. Um, yeah, no, they, they definitely nail that. That is probably the highlight of the movie. As far as the action set pieces go, the Batmobile just looks so different in this. And it's so cool to see. And it, for me, that is definitely a callback to the old comic books. I was say I loved this Batmobile. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've liked just about every iteration of the Batmobile, a couple notwithstanding my favorite, still the 89 Batmobile, just cause that Tim Burton one looks so cool. Um, and I had the toy for it. Um, but you know, uh, this one, this one looks like, I mean, it's very realistic. It looks like something, uh, somebody would piece together that has some kind of, you know, mechanical expertise. Uh, it's very much a muscle car, uh, probably like a Plymouth Cuda that's been, been modified mm-hmm. extensively. And it sounds like a fucking demon. And it is so cool when you hear like that scene where, where that before that chase starts, and you hear the Batmobile just like that engine start up in the dark. You're just like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. <laughs> it is so cool. Highly recommend seeing that in, in the biggest theater possible at this point. Yes. If you can. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, the movie's not without its without its problems. Like I said, for me, it was the uh, the Falcone um, Catwoman connection, which I just felt was kind of forced and unnecessary um there's also a a cameo in there for a character that we have now had confirmed is the joker um cool i i i've seen enough of joker over the years that i don't necessarily need him in a second movie or even a third movie at this point now you can still do plenty of cool stuff with it and if that deleted scene was any indicator that that joker would definitely induce nightmares yeah it would induce nightmares wouldn't it yeah um yeah it is horrific scarring i will say this if i I would almost like to see more of a comic book batman style like you know keep the dark and gritty but go away from the realism a little bit go with a little more of the fantastical elements of batman like the the lore there um that is that is the one thing i would like to see going forward and i don't know that we'll ever get that but we'll see won't we? We'll see. Yeah. You're like, yes, we will see. So anyway, but overall, uh, very good movie. I wouldn't rank it as highly as The Dark Knight. So um, but that's, that's, that's just, fair. So uh, and I think that's just because The Dark Knight was just so influential as far as what a superhero movie could be. And not saying that the Batman can't be that as well. It's just, I've already, you know, we, this one, this one shows that you can do it as a film noir. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight showed that you could do it as a straight crime thriller. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that there's people talking on it because like I hear all the time people talk about, well, people forget that the Batman's the world's greatest detective and it's all about just superhero stuff with with all these Batman movies, blah, blah, blah. And so then we get, you know, world's greatest detective, Batman, and they're complaining. Yeah. What? Yeah. And that's that was the one thing I really (laughs) dug about this movie is is that you do get to because it plays more like a police procedural. Yeah. And how he approaches, you know, his the the crime scene at the start of the film when he when he goes through and starts wandering through everything and starts piecing together clues for the Riddler's riddles and all that. Like I'm sitting there going, Yeah, this is the Batman that that I watched as as a child on on the animated series, is the comics I read. Yeah. He pieces it together, and that's that's what he does. So um it's kind of interesting because if anything him going out you know being a hero is almost more implied than actually shown yes because like we're introduced to this world where you know the criminals know about the batman Mm -hmm. and are obviously scared of him and we we get what one scene of him beating the hell out of someone which is in the the trailer and that's really it yeah another car chase but there's not a ton of him being you know going out there out on the street being batman it's mostly him being a detective yes and trying to figure out what's going on here yes and if that's not your speed as far as batman movies go hey look you got plenty of options yeah. so you know um yeah because there's not like a real big like heroic set piece until well really the finale of the film mm-hmm. and that's when it does take its comic book twist um yeah which worked for me, but I, I was like, eh, I, I could do a little less of that. But, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, I enjoyed it. I would recommend going and seeing it where you can. Uh, apparently it will be on HBO Max here very soon. So if you're gonna see it on the big screen, eh, see it before you watch it at home. So, because um, in a dark theater is the best way to watch it in a super dark movie. So sure. anyway, so we watched that. Um, let's see. And then the other movie that we watched this uh, over the past month was Studio 666. The Foo Fighters horror comedy. Um, <laughs> and I bring it up. Um, I, I wasn't planning on talking about it, but then, you know, a couple weeks ago or yeah, about a week ago or so, uh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, suddenly passed away, um, which we are at a loss for words for that, too um still no word on what caused his his death um hopefully nothing sinister but you just you just don't know um either way um it's forced Foo Fighters to cancel their remaining tour for the year and all that uh and any appearances so um but the movie itself which is what we're really going to focus on is an absolute blast so much fun it is um i think the way how how did you how did you describe it trisha like uh, as far as like in line with like their old music videos yes like i i mean think back to like learn to fly or Mm -hmm. even um everlong like that kind of just them being goofy yeah except in a breakout music video like like those things yeah yeah like that it's just that's that's what it reminded me of is just that being absolutely ridiculous and i remember reading that apparently taylor hawkins refused to learn the script yes and so he just kind of did everything on the fly which 
learning that after the fact made it even better. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the makes movie, me want to go watch it again, to be honest. It, it does. I I'm definitely going to have to get a, get a copy of it as soon as it's available on, on physical media. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so the whole, the whole plot is basically, basically the food. Oh, I know. I know. We're going to wrap up soon. We're going to wrap up soon. So the Foo Fighters are trying to record their 10th studio album. Um, and of course, they've just had a little bit of writer's block and whatnot and trying to figure out the sound. And so their agent, manager, whatever he is, Jeff Garland, uh, sets them up to record at a uh, at the famous Studio 666, as it's being called now. Uh, it's basically this house where a metal band back in the 90s all mysteriously were murdered in a in a horrific bloodbath. So of course they're going to go there and and work on this album. And of course there's demonic influences all around. And basically you get to watch for about 90 minutes as Dave Grohl tries to kill off the rest of the Foo Fighters. I was cackling uh, because the shit that they were saying and doing is just hilarious. Pat Smear might be the best part of the movie. And it's because he clearly is not an actor, but like there's this running gag with him. Like, like everybody's picked out rooms in the house. And so he winds up sleeping on the, the Island in the kitchen surrounded with like trash and empty liquor bottles and all this other stuff. And he just looks so lost and confused most of the time anyway, that you're just like, you, you're the best. Like it's clear you're not an actor and that's what makes this work. Um, if uh, if you like horror movies and horror comedies and you you like the Foo Fighters, highly recommend watching this because it's just ridiculous enough to keep your interest. Um, if you like horror movies and you go to like go to horror movies to see some horrific like kills and whatnot, there's some pretty gruesome ones in this. Uh, there are ones that made me even go, "Holy shit, they did that!" <laughs> like, and like you you sit there, you're horrified, but it's so over the top that you can't help but laugh at it. So. Um, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. Uh, I and over the top is a very good good yeah, descriptor. It is incredibly over the, In the top. The best way. Oh yeah, and the best part to me, the best part of this whole thing is uh, the fact that the Foo Fighters they don't they don't Dave Grohl doesn't do anything half assed. I mean, no. you know, put out put out a, a a an EP for for Record Store Day last year, and it was them as the DGs doing fucking uh, BG covers, you know. Um, and so, in the vein of that, the the metal band at the beginning of the movie, Dream Widow, uh, that that they keep talking about, the Foo, the Foo's recorded an album as this metal band, and I've listened to it. I'm not a big metal fan, but even I'm sitting there going, it's not bad. It's a little much for my taste, but even I could sit there and kind of get behind this. They don't, they don't, they don't half-ass anything, and I think that's that's what made this just work so well. Um, yeah, I I did. I had a lot of fun watching it. I'd like to watch it again. So um, I think it's going to make the Halloween rotation this year for sure. Agreed. So much matter, much matter, and it just it has me excited to go see the Foo Fighters again, whenever that may be. Uh, and sadly, without Taylor Hawkins, who. Um, definitely feels like the heart and soul of well uh, between him and Dave Grohl the the, yeah, the two of them yeah um it was very much wa- like watching kindred spirits whenever they performed together and I think we're really gonna miss that yes. so 
All right. Well, kiddo's getting fussy, so we're going to cut this episode short. Um, no, I know. I know. Short for us. I know. Yeah. We're going to pack up and go to grandma's here soon. Yeah. Oh, I know. Shh. Probably hungry again. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here at My Drunk Movie Theater. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at drunk underscore theater. Uh, you can still get merch from us at uh, mydrunkmovietheater.store. Still got t-shirts, still got all that stuff. If you want to support us, um, help my baby's formula habit. You know, she's a junkie. So uh, anyway, but that's going to do it for us. Uh, so for all of us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And put your kids down for a nap before you record a podcast. And be nice to your damn movie staff.